more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm great, Lynn. How are you? I'm really good. Very refreshed. <laughs> really good. Oh, good. We had a great weekend with the yes, group. And we I did. Actually, and I actually slept last night instead of staying up till one o'clock in the morning talking oh to God. our out-of-town visitors. <laughs> well, it seems like that's not, uh, that's maybe on you. Like, uh, what? No, it's it's hospitality. Although for the record, I had a very, very late weekend too, because while I spent the weekend at uh, co-housing for our retreat, then afterwards we had kid stuff going late into the night. And it was very fun, but by, man, last night I was just tired. So yeah. I was very happy to see Monday roll around. It's been nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, it's really fun to see you here on Zoom again. Um, I miss seeing you on Zoom. Being in a room was really weird all weekend. So this is <laughs> okay. We're in an alternate reality. Like, Let's, friend, what are we going to talk about? We just hop on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to talk about? Right. Oh, I want to talk about the weekend. So I think the important thing um, that I would like people to know is, you know, like one, like what? Why did you even have a retreat? You know, don't you mm -hmm. all see each other all the time anyway? And then what do you do in a retreat? Um, and I think that the exciting thing about this for our group is that um, our relationships are kind of marching along, you know, mm -hmm. we're all kind of coming together at a much more meaningful level and a retreat really, really helps that along. So I think that that's my like number one of why a retreat um, is just because we all are in a room together in person and all yeah. of us. It's really, really nice. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. It feels almost like an intermediary step to, to 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 living next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Spending you know, it's, like mm -hmm. longer periods of time. Yeah, yeah. not just and an hour eating. Zoom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and also like having a potluck together I and know. that stuff together is really nice. The other thing that I've thought about a lot is that sometimes the work is the vehicle for the relationship. So, like, if you mm -hmm. have uh, you know, work day when you're in co-housing, sitting next to somebody and weeding the, the work is like the pretense for sitting mm -hmm. and chatting or the work is something more than just getting the work done. So having a retreat, you kind of need to have some meaningful work that needs to get done right. during that retreat. So ours was dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, conflict resolution, which is Huge, you know. That's now, wait a minute. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to correct you because the person who organized it was very, very, very specific that they wanted it to be called and rephrased "working with conflict in community." Oh, lovely. Okay, I love that. that okay. was a big yeah. thing because I think her feelings were that if we say conflict resolution, that already like gets the hair on the back of a lot of people's necks going, and this tones it down. It kind of for some reason eliminates some of the fear. So I'm just setting the record there straight. Okay. Yeah, like I say it one more time, working with working with conflict in community. Yes. Okay, there we go. All it right. Sounds safer, doesn't it? It does. Actually it does. It also like implies, you know, that there's going to be some sort of, I don't know, you're just like working on it. It's yeah. Not, yeah. No yeah. judgment, no whatever. So I like that. And actually that's very much in line with the work that we did over the weekend. Yeah. 
because it's very, very focused on how do you work with this? Um, So we had an outside facilitator. We um, had Laird Schaub come Mm -hmm. and spend Friday night and then two sessions on Saturday with us. Um, And we had pretty, pretty solid representation. There were some people who couldn't come out of town who couldn't make it. And also uh, some people who are in town who were out of town. But mm-hmm. in general, I would say that we had most most households were represented, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, we really had super reps. But and yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I liked about it as as a topic is that it kind of requires some um, goodwill, you know, mm. to think about it or even work on it. And that's really nice for a retreat to kind of remember how much you like the people who you're going to live with and. Mm-hmm. how um how excited you are to be in a room with them and that was that was really nice I liked that yeah I uh there's so much I could say about what I liked about it you know I think it's what I like about coming into community it's mm-hmm. um and I I really appreciate this um tension that we had in the room between creating a lot of space for kind of letting this topic sit with us and practice. But also I I liked what you did, Kelly, towards at the beginning and also at the end came back and reinforced that we need to walk out of there with some sort of a product. And I thought that was really useful. And we'll talk about that at the very end. But I thought that's that I think that we we time is very precious to so many people in our group. And I think there's a sense of we've got to balance that those two things between just kind of advancing our relationships our knowing each other well, as well as putting something into place that serves as a really solid support structure for us as we move forward. It's like something you can really, you know, it's kind of like the furniture, if you will, yeah. that we know <laughs> is going to be there. We can all sit on when we move yeah. in. And I think we were building some some furniture, some bookshelves, some, mm-hmm. you know, tools that were useful. Right. So Well, yeah. and this builds on previous stuff that we've done. Yes. You know, we have like our, yeah. our, you know, pet policy and our smoking policy and then inevitably people say like, oh, well, what if somebody doesn't follow it? And then you say, well, mm-hmm. we'll have a conflict resolution policy. Mm-hmm. So making, you know, making the effort to move in that direction, I think yeah. also ties our previous work, which is nice. Well, can I, can I, can I move on to asking you like what elements uh, were the most impactful for you? Cause I, I have a long list, but I, I want to talk. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear from you. No, I but won't the, give everybody my whole 20 point list, but yeah. my number one, the thing that was most impactful for me was um, listening to people's experience with conflict mm. that they have had different experiences in mm. the past. And we went around the room and talked about that. And that was really interesting. I mean, I, I don't think I'll remember anybody's like specific, you know, things that they said, it's more just like, I I think about the group and what is the, the themes. Yeah. The themes that came out. Yeah. It was interesting because one of the older teens was there. Mm. And, um, she noticed generational differences, mm. you know, because people who, uh, who were a lot older, were all older than she is, but a yeah. lot older than she was, um, their parents were from, you know, a, a generation even yet before. And that yeah. that was a very different way of parenting then uh, she reflects on in her yeah. life. So I thought that was just interesting and good for the world, I guess. <laughs> no, it is. I thought that was pretty amazing. And, and also even within that kind of one generation, there seemed to be kind of one or the other. You know, there seemed to yeah. be kind of domineering male figures as well as kind of benign, which yeah. I, th- I thought was, it didn't seem, it seemed to be kind of very polar. Um, yeah. In my view. So I- Not a lot in between. Yeah. Yeah. And then- 
and you know, you do carry that with mm-hmm. you, you know, and it, yeah. So I, I, um, yeah, I definitely was thinking about that piece of it, but, um, I think the thing that really deeply personally for me, that was a big thing is this impact versus intent. And oh. yeah, because I have, I realized that I spent so much of my energy in the world trying to understand my reaction to something from the framework of where was that person coming from? So, so like, let's say, for example, if you say something to me, like we get on this phone call, you start on, on something that upsets me. My first thing that I start trying to do is deconstruct what would have made Kelly say that? Is she upset about something? Is she busy? She's acting out of character. Did, um, you know, like I'm just all into you instead mm-hmm. of me. And I, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm trying to figure out so much what's going on with you that I don't allow myself any space or any energy to try and figure out how this is landing with me. What's going on with me? Can I s- explain to her what's how this is landing with me? Because you know, talk about those deep rooted ways of behaving that you maybe come from your, uh, your family of origin. My corporate family of origin is, (laughs) you know, the whole get your big girl pants on and get on with it kind of mode. And so what I realize is, okay, that might've been a great way to kind of survive in the corporate world, but that's not going to be a great way for me moving into community and really getting the benefit out of community, being a whole person in community. And there are two big downsides to all of this. So it's all great that I give you all this grace. I try and figure out what's going on in your head or why you're coming from this place, but I've subverted myself. And so then I'm sort of shrunken by that experience. I maybe am not able to bring my whole self forward if I can truly put on my big girl pants it still is costing me too much energy, you know, and I could probably release a lot more energy inside me by just having more genuine conversation with you. Um, But the second thing is, I think, so subverting myself, but if I'm brave enough to come to you with a conversation, because I've dealt with this whole thing all in my head and trying to understand your intent, I can never talk to you about your emotions. So if I have you know, somehow triggered something you in the emotions, I'm still, everything's all about being in the head. Mm -hmm. And so I can probably never have a a really, um, a conversation that will move both of us forward in a real meaningful way, because I'm just in my head all the time. Right. And I, and, and, you know, what we, we can mention that, you know, I volunteered to be one of the you know, sample dyads yeah. where we brought a situation we went forward. <laughs> we, yeah. Okay. Two of us put ourselves in the ring. We said, yeah. okay, this is this thing that happened. It wasn't a co-housing thing, but it actually turned out to be a better illustration than I had expected it to be because both of us failed miserably in the task. And it was something that we thought we had already yep. dealt with, put behind us. Oh mm-hmm. my God, we had mm-hmm. not dealt with it at all. So <laughs> I think that was just for me a light bulb to be really mindful of like, you know, dealing with the whole, the heart and the head. I'm great at the head stuff, but there's a cost to the head stuff. Yes. No, I totally agree. I find myself a lot, even if, you know, even if I don't really, I I don't really have emotion about something, you know what I mean? If something happens, I don't have a lot of emotion about it, but but somebody else does. And then I am trying to explain like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm yeah. sorry. 
mean? And then I'm like defending myself. Yeah. And now I'm in this like weird defensive position when really I could have just started with like, it doesn't actually matter if I meant to or not. I hurt that person's feelings. I could just say, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And that yeah. is actually the thing that is going to repair the relationship rather than them saying like, oh, well, I knew you didn't want to hurt my feelings, but you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. I, know. I mean, yeah. that's a real, that to me it feels like I'm trying to learn how to write with my left hand, you know, because uh, it's just so unnatural. And, and, and I like that you use that example where you're not having any because emotion about it, because I know there's been situations where somebody in the room, we find out later had an emotional reaction. I am so puzzled about it. Like I cannot even understand. So I spend again, back to my head, I'm trying to understand how could you possibly have that reaction, which invalidates them. For yeah, a, it doesn't really for, matter. No, <laughs> because it invalidates did. them totally. Like how, yeah, yeah. how stupid can you be to react <laughs> like that? Right. And then secondly, I don't ever get into their emotion about it. So I can't connect with them at all. It's just a terrible, wow. Anyway. So it was a real coming to, um, yeah. kind of coming to my knees. I like that way. intent versus impact, you know, yeah. instead of focusing on well, intent. And in fact, to, to, there's a thing that Laird has used in some other trainings that he says, it doesn't matter how you do things. It's um, the impact that you have. So, you know, it's, well, I shouldn't say it that way. It's really, it doesn't matter what you do. So you might accomplish this lofty goal, but if you have ruined every relationship yeah. in the room getting there, you've done nothing, you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, once you, once you, once you get into all of this, um, you know, feeling of not really sure what I'm doing because my, you know, dominant path is down the intent path. Now I've got to go over to this other path, try and connect with that. Then of course, the next question that comes up for me is discerning where do I draw the line? Mm -hmm. You know, so do I, I think I've got three options really. The first is to like, really, this is my own stuff. It, I didn't, really do anything with them. This is me. I don't really need to bring this up. This is something that my grandmother said to me, you know, yeah. 49 years ago, these people don't know or care about that. I just got to get myself together. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, do I bring it to dealing with it in the dyad, you know, with that person, or do I need to bring other people from the community who maybe have a little bit more training that would help make sure that we stay safe and not just stay safe, but after my experience with Laird was like, get us all the way to the finish line. Yeah. Like stay on track with it. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we stopped before we got to the end and we mm -hmm. thought me and my friend that we were done and we were like, no, you guys, you've got another hundred yards to go down the track. You're not there. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy too. Once you feel like you've been heard and you know, you're kind of starting down that yeah. road, it's pretty easy to be like, oh, and now we're just going to let it go, you know, but and when actually it would be better if you did go all the way down the road and yeah. take some action to repair that relationship. Well, and so going all the way down the road were these two questions um, <laughs> that I had never considered before. And I'll just throw, I'm sure you remember them better. I'm looking at my notes now is <laughs> why does this matter? So like, after you think you've talked it all out, why does this matter? And what are you going to do about it? You know, like, how can you solidify that repair? Yeah. Um, I think about so that, like, kind of like forming new habits, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been, you know, I 
I've thought that you were, you know, a lazy community member and, you know, mm. a lot of things added up for me to think that. And so therefore I'm going to really try to change that perception and I'm going to do these things, change that habit of thinking mm -hmm. about you in that way or whatever, yeah. you know, I just think it's a really yeah. important step so that you have yeah. less change come out of this. Okay. So then if that's not complicating enough, I'm going to add a third layer of complexity to this okay. and my own, you know, learning new habits thing. And mm -hmm. that is the timing of it all. Yeah. Because, you know, there is a phrase that one of our members likes to use and that is blessed immediacy. You know, like <laughs> there's something very, very, uh, it's a great gift really mm -hmm. to be able to just jump right in. Hey, let me just, let's just take a minute. But, you know, that's not always right. Either the the circumstances of the, the, the situation with the people involved in there is just not right, or the person with whom that conversation needs to take place has really got so many other things on their plate, be it just normal work stress or busyness or a really truly, you know, desperate situation in their personal life. I can't be dumping it more stuff out there for yeah. them to try and sort through. So there's all these different factors, you know, the how, the immediacy, using emotions. It's um, it's a lot. So complicated. Maybe this complicated. is what's so <laughs> out there. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go back to uh, trying to learn Chinese or something. <laughs> well, you know, the about the immediacy thing too. A lot of people said that they prefer to spend some time thinking about things before they have these conversations. And I thought that that was interesting because when I say something like that, that means that I am trying to bury my emotions about it mm. or um, be able to speak, you know, about something without getting upset, without displaying emotion about it. Mm. Um, I am trying to kind of move from my heart back into my head, which is a much more comfortable place to be. And therefore I... Um, uh, I will, you know, say I can't deal with it right now because the only way that I want to deal with things is, is in my head, you know? And so, um, so I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Well, I said that. And then, and then he was like, well, if you do that, then what happens sometimes is people either go away and they're more mad, you know, mm. they've made a whole bigger story about what has happened or, They've just kind of uh, buried whatever emotions they had about the thing. So it'll be interesting to see if this kind of work makes it easier to just really, even even if you have other stuff going on, yeah. to just quickly work through this thing right. um, while you're still feeling the feelings of it. It'd be interesting. I know. And, and I think that you know we're all coming from such, I can just imagine some, some of us, and it could be me, might have some sort of, hmm, but they don't have no idea what it is, you know? Yeah. You know, they yep. might have like a, something just stuck here, but I I, I have no idea. So I, I do know that some people are, we've talked about that before, just in assimilating like technical information or anything, everybody processes it at different speeds. So yeah. that will be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But if you do have an, if we do have, I my guess is if we have some sort of big emotional eruption, that after this weekend, at least for a few months, people somebody people will be looking around the group. And go, I think we need to take a moment. I'm not I sure we know what to right do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we just. I know we're going to be like conflict eagles. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you even feel mildly angry about this? Because we really want to run this policy. <laughs> yeah. Can we try? I got my little card here. I typed yeah. up a little business card size. 
Number one, do this. Number two, this. Number three, this. Yeah, I've got I've got my little formula. Well, speaking of, so the next steps, though, for yes. our group are to try to, uh, well, we did. We authorized a team. We yeah. authorized a conflict resolution, a working with conflict in community team. And uh, and then we have uh, lots of notes about all of the building blocks and how a policy yeah. might come together. And so we've got a group of people who are writing those up, forming some sort of policy. Yeah. Then beyond that, it's just try it out, just to yeah. see how it goes. And it'll be, it, I think it'll be really, it'll be fun to see too how it landed with other people in our group, you know, in real time when something happens. I do, but one thing I do feel good about is that you and I, as we've discussed outside of the podcast, we know that there are pockets of energy around bringing feedback forward because yeah. we we have been recipients yeah. of feedback. So yeah. we've been out there stirring up emotion and <laughs> some people have been brave enough to come to us individually. I don't know what your stuff has been. I've had some stuff and I'm really grateful to those brave members in our group who have brought stuff to me. I really am grateful because after those conversations, we both feel closer. We feel more like the, it's like the the clogged channels have just been really flushed out. More stuff can flow back and forth between us. So, yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. Wonderful. Well, more to come on conflict. Fear not. Yeah. It will come up. It's yeah. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.